0: Hello and welcome to the Trinity Fit Over 40 podcast with me Rob Burkhead and me Ben Hughes. We are the co-founders of Trinity Transformation and creators of the Fit Over 40 method and for more information about what we do go to www.fit40info.com. So in today's episode we're going to reveal for women over 40
1: why you're not losing weight and today we are focused on nutrition. So this is part three of the series so sit back and relax and welcome to today's podcast. <laughs>
0: So we speak to a lot of women in their 40s and 50s who are looking to drop a dress size or two, but struggling to see any movement with their weight. They are trying all the plans and all the programs which worked in their 20s and 30s, but then stepping on the scales at the end of the week and seeing zero movement. And this can be really frustrating. It can leave people feeling completely trapped, dreading going on beach holidays, no longer enjoying shopping for clothes, worrying that they'll never be able to lose that excess weight or that this is just a part of the aging process they'll have to accept. And that's never a nice place to be. And one of the main reasons that this happens is down to the physical and hormonal changes that women go through as they get older, which can make it easier to gain weight around the middle area and more difficult again to lose that with normal dieting. Now, the good news is there is a quick and easy way to escape from this situation and it usually just comes down to getting a few simple things right. So over the next few podcast episodes we're going to go through the most common reasons that women over 40 struggle to see movement on the scales and our most effective strategies to get the scales moving, drop those couple of dress sizes and feel amazing in all your favorite clothes. So in today's episode we're going to talk about
1: nutrition as this is one of the main reasons that women over 40 struggle to see movement on the scales. Even if you get everything else right, if you don't focus on the right things with nutrition you could still see zero movement on the scales. So we're going to go through kind of four key points or four key kind of mistakes people tend to make and then what you can do instead to see good results to women over 40. so the first one is starvation diet so a lot of people attempt to do these really low calorie diets these like 800 calorie diets the fast 800 1200 calorie diets i've even heard people say 1200 calories is the magic number to lose weight however as you get older this is a problem because Starvation diets, a really low calorie diet, spike cortisol levels. And cortisol is the stress hormone. And this spike in cortisol is called the stress response. And this stress response increases with age, but most significantly increases three times more for women than for men with age. And sources of stress don't just include things like a starvation diet. They also include things like work and family life, of course, but also things like extreme exercise approaches and basically every type of thing that can stress the body. They all contribute to what's called the allostatic stress, which is the total stress in your body. And if cortisol levels are too high for too long, what's called chronically elevated, it can trigger the weight gain triangle, which is three kind of knock-on effects triggered by that spiking cortisol or that chronically elevated cortisol, which shows leptin resistance, which is a hunger hormone, which means you'll have increased cravings, especially for comfort foods. Insulin resistance which means you have increased fat storage, especially around the middle, and thyroid deregulation, which means you will end up with a slower metabolism because it's the gland that controls your metabolism. So what this means is it's much harder to lose weight and much easier to gain it. So this is why people may be able to see good results when they're younger, when they don't have such um, high sensitivity to stress, especially women, as this increases three times more for women than for men with age. But as they get older, they find it much harder to see results because they're doing the starvation diet. They think it's going to work like it did when they're younger, but it's not because of the weight gain triangle and those three hormonal effects of that. So they're going to have increased cravings. They're going to be more likely to hold on to fat around the middle, which is probably the thing you want to lose and the metabolism slower. So you're going to starve yourself more and more and more to see results. So the solution then is to not do a starvation diet, of course. But for women over 40, there's a specific calorie sweet spot that's basically high enough to avoid overstressing the body. So your body doesn't perceive it as a source of stress and then trigger the weight gain triangle. Uh, but it's still low enough to consistently lose one to two pounds every week because you do have to still be in what's called a calorie deficit. It's one of, it's not the only thing you need to do nutritionally to see good results, but it's one of the things you do need to do. Calories still count, they still matter, but they're not the only thing you need to get right. But if you do get this right, and we calculate this for every client who joins our Fit Over 40 program, based on their hormonal situation their dieting history their age their height their weight and their body fat percentage so it's unique to every individual this calorie sweet spot you'll be then able to lose one to two pounds every week and that can add up to one to two stone every 12 weeks or one to two dress sizes every 12 weeks and we call this hormonally balanced eating it's one part of our hormonally balanced eating approach and it doesn't involve any starvation diets just a sustainable balanced approach where you eat slightly less than your body needs so that's the first thing that you want to avoid, is to avoid starvation diets, as they may have worked when you're younger, but they will not work well if you're in your 40s or 50s and your hormones are changing.
0: So as as Rob's just said, have you just said there, Rob? It is really key to not eat too little and to not eat too much as well. And when it comes to kind of not eating too much, most people just try and focus on not trying to take in too many calories from their food but one area that gets neglected is the things that people are drinking and it's it's one area where it's really easy to consume loads and loads of empty calories in a very very short space of time which can then completely put the brakes on your results so some of the worst offenders are things like lattes so if you're um, you know if you're working at the office or you're grabbing a drink on the go and you get yourself a latte even a skinny latte so the lowest calorie one you could get would be 102 calories mostly of sugar and if you have one a day added up over the week, that's still like eating two extra meals over the course of the entire week. And if you have two some days as well, so for example, you know, you're going to the office coffee machine, it's basically adding is it's basically taking away the entire calorie deficit for the week, meaning that you could completely undo your results and see zero progress just as a result of having a few coffees. Um, even worse, there are things, you know, when you go to Starbucks and these other types of chains, they have some really calorific drinks for, for example, like Frappes and Frappuccinos from Starbucks can be up to kind of 330, 340 calories for that drink, which will contain about nine teaspoons of sugar as well. So one per day over the week would see you gain two thirds of a pound of body fat every single week, literally just for those, just for those drinks that you're having. Other things, um, Drinks such as orange juice as well. So if you have a 300ml glass of orange juice, that contains about 30 grams of sugar, which is equivalent to about six teaspoons. So, I mean, if you're going to make a cup of tea, for example, you're probably not going to put six teaspoons in it. But in a glass of orange juice, you'll just drink that six teaspoons like it's nothing. Fizzy drinks like a can of Coke, just for reference, contain about 35 grams of sugar, which is about seven teaspoons. So orange juice and Coke, in terms of the amount of sugar they contain and the calories they contain, are pretty much equivalent. But if you're regularly having, so let's say in the morning you wake up, you have a glass of orange juice with your breakfast, you have a can of Coke at lunch, you have a couple of lattes through the day, that could easily add up to an additional sort of 500, 600 calories over the course of the day. And if you're regularly doing that, it's very easy to overconsume on your calories and then end up seeing either zero results in the mirror or gaining weight every single week, even if you're eating really well, even if you're doing regular exercise. So what we recommend instead is just, Really just watching the, the the drinks that you have and making sure that most of the calories you're having are coming from food sources and you're not taking in excess calories just from the things you're drinking. So a few low calorie drink alternatives, black coffee, less than five calories, if you have that, um, black tea, any other kind of tea that you don't have with milk. So, you know, herbal teas, green teas, normal tea, etc., without milk are around about two calories. So very, very little. Um things like tea with co- tea or coffee with milk so if you just make it normally and add milk rather than having something that's like a latte that's you know 90% milk with sugar in it a normal cup of coffee or tea with a bit of milk is about 10 calories to 30 calories depending on how much milk you put in if you are going to have fizzy drinks if you if it's something that you want to have in your routine things like diet coke any other diet drink are a good way of doing that because they're sort of less than 1 calorie compared to like 130 or 140 so calories for a can of coke then instead of something like orange juice, you could either do like a healthy smoothie, so blending up, you know, do like spinach and lemon and banana, something like that, um, which probably is actually quite similar in terms of the calories, but you've also got all of the vitamins and minerals and fiber and et cetera that comes with that. Or you could just do like lemon water or like any water that you can, you can infuse it with fruit or mint or cucumber, make something up like that. And you can have a very low calorie drink. It's only a few calories. Well, the best drink to have, which is what I tend to stick to myself, which I've uh, always got on my desk next to me while I'm working, is just drink water. Just just get into the habit of drinking plain old regular water. I'll just have I usually have a coffee, either uh, with milk, just a little splash of milk in my coffee, or I'll have a green tea, or I'll have water. That's pretty much pretty much it. And if you can stick to these kind of low calorie options for drinks, it makes it much much easier to see results, and you kind of you remove any chance of undoing your progress. Because the thing is, if you're, let's face it, if you drink like a a latte that's like 200 or so calories, it doesn't fill you up. You don't feel any more full after having that coffee. You don't have, you don't go and just like for your lunch, you're just going to have a 200 calorie or 300 calorie frappuccino and that's going to fill you up. You're probably going to have the frappuccino and then the lunch on top of it. So food is the thing that actually fills you up. So if you can try not to take up too many, take in too many calories from what you drink it makes it much, much easier to succeed. Following on from that, then
1: we have alcohol. So again, there's a lot of hidden calories in in all drinks, like Ben said, well, not all drinks, but a lot of drinks people are drinking. Some of the lower calorie ones Ben gave you there are great choices. But alcohol is potentially even more dangerous. So there's a lot of hidden calories, and one of the reasons for this is because if you look at the calorie breakdowns of different nutrients, alcohol is the second highest most calorie dense nutrient are after fat. So if you're having pure fat, so like if you drank olive oil, that's nine calories per gram. So it's pretty calorie dense, whereas carbs and protein, and a lot of people hate on carbs, but carbs are four calories per gram as is protein. So actually carbs are not as calorie dense as fats. So things like butter, things like oil, even things like avocado are quite high in fat, peanut butter that people can think they they can be healthy in moderation, but they can be very high in calories. But alcohol is seven calories per, per gram. So it's pretty close to like pure fat. So things like wine, especially are very high in calories. So like a bottle of wine is 625 calories, which some people will easily drink over an evening. And that's like a fairly substantial meal on top of the meal. And the problem is it's not just the calories from the booze. So from the wine or a cocktail, some cocktails on their own, just one or up to 500 calories. They're often full of sugar as well, but it's not just the alcohol calories. It's what that then means you do. So Alcohol increases appetite and suppresses, suppresses your inhibitions. So you'll end up eating way more once you're under the influence as well. So so many people end up eating loads of crisps or loads of nuts or ordering something when they're out with their friends that they wouldn't normally or eating six slices of pizza when they were only going to plan to eat two. And on top of that, it's not just what you eat on the night. It's also what you eat the next day. So hangover cravings also mean you eat way more the next day, partly because alcohol really disrupts sleep which will increase hunger hormones. So disrupted sleep has an impact on hunger hormones. Um, but also just because you've had that alcohol, it will give you kind of the munchies. And on top of that, you're probably not gonna feel like exercise, exercising if you have the hangover. So you can easily end up consuming, and I've seen this in, in many of our members, like two and a half to 3,000 calories every day over the weekend from alcohol, plus like the crisps, the dips, the nuts, and other alcohol craving related Food indulgences. So it's not just the alcohol. It's not just the three glasses of wine. It's then everything else you end up eating on the day and the next day, and then maybe even the day after that as well. So what we recommend, if if you do want to see really good weight loss results, is to choose alcohol-free or low-alcohol versions of your favourite drinks, so that you basically don't consume too many calories from those, or pick lower-calorie alcohol alternatives. So things like a gin and tonic, a single slimline gin and tonic bit of a tongue twister is about 50 calories 50 60 calories with a diet tonic whereas a glass of wine is about 200 like a large glass of wine which is what most people will have often even more than a large glass so you can have four single slimline or diet gin tonics to your one glass of wine and you can make it really big you can fill it with with ice other lower calorie alternatives, things like Prosecco as well. It's about 90 calories for a glass. The glass is smaller, but it's still like half as many as wine. So every time you're kind of having a drink, you're only having half as many calories. And then I would avoid cocktails altogether because they're all pretty calorific um, as well. And then you can have loads of alcohol-free versions as well. So things like alcohol-free beers are about half the calories um, or even less sometimes of the full calorie alternative as well. And it's all these little marginal gains that add up to see really good results. So it is possible to enjoy alcohol without sabotaging results. And a lot of our members do still drink alcohol and see good results, but it has to fit into your overall plan and it has to not blow the calories out the window in terms of alcohol and in terms of food. So what we do is we help our clients inside our Fit Over 40 program to find this balance for them. And it's different for everyone because some people want to drink more, some people want to drink less. And it's just about balancing it over the week and finding a way that means they can still enjoy themselves and still drop that one to two stone and one to two dress sizes every 12 weeks
0: so the next thing to focus on the next problem people run into is is not taking in enough protein so the recommended daily allowance of how much protein you need each day is kind of just the amount to survive rather than to thrive so a better allowance to aim for if you're going to aim for how much protein should you have per day is roughly one gram per pound of lean body mass so your lean body mass is approximately your your body mass minus your fat mass So it's kind of the mass of all of your bones, your muscles, your organs without the body fat. And this is something that whenever someone joins our program, we figure that out for them. We figure out from that how many calories they're going to need to see amazing results in the mirror, how much protein they're going to need to see the best possible results. Um, But as you get older, you typically need more protein as the body becomes less efficient and then it also starts to lose muscle more easily so you probably heard about you know as people as most people get older they start to lose bone density and they start to lose muscle mass and i think we talked about in the um in the last episode when we touched on exercise that If you're gonna try and maintain muscle and bone density, it's really, really important to do some form of weight-based exercise. So inside of Fit Over 40, we use a type of training called list training, which stands for Low Impact Strength Training. And it's, it's essentially lifting weights in a slow and controlled way, but this helps to basically maintain muscle mass and maintain your bone density as well. And protein is really, getting enough protein is really important alongside that because protein is basically the building blocks of your muscle. And it helps you to retain muscle it helps you to feel firm feel tone feel youthful gain strength stay fit and stay healthier so that's why it's kind of really key to hit a decent amount a decent protein intake so again one gram per pound of lean body mass especially if you're doing the most effective cyber training to lose body fat as a woman over 40 which is list training you need that protein to fuel those workouts the other very convenient advantage of protein is it's more difficult to digest than other the other nutrients. So the main nutrients are kind of protein, carbs, fats. I guess you could say alcohol, but I mean, we're hoping that alcohol is not one of the main sources of food you're taking in on a weekly basis. But compared to carbs and fats, protein is a lot more difficult to digest. So about thirty percent of the calories that you take in from protein are used to break it down and used to digest it. So therefore, if you eat, for example, a hundred gram, hundred calories of protein you're only actually gonna take into your body about 70 calories overall compared to carbs and fats. You might take in say 90 to 95 calories because they're a lot easier to digest. So even if, even though you're eating the same amount of food and you're gonna stay feeling really full and it's going to, you're gonna be hitting your calorie target, your body will be taking in less calories so therefore you'll see better results in the mirror. The other amazing thing about protein is it keeps you feeling really full. So when your body digests protein, it sends signals to your brain to actually trigger you to feel full. It triggers you to not want to eat any more food by sending those kind of those signals up to your brain where other foods don't. So for example, there are certain foods which are very, very moorish. Things like crisps, for example. Crisps are just carbs and fat. That's pretty much it. There's no protein in them. And because of that, they're a food which is very easy to just sit down, eat a massive sharing bag of crisps, no problem. Popcorn is exactly the same. Popcorn is basically carbs and fat. Again, very, very moorish. Chocolate. Carbs and fat. All of the foods that are very, very moorish and very easy to overconsume tend to be carbs and fat without protein. However, if you think about something like a piece of steak or a chicken breast, if you eat a piece of steak or a chicken breast which is just pure protein, after you eat that, it's very rare that I eat like a steak or a chicken breast. I think, do you know what? I really want another chicken breast now to uh to I'm not full enough. I need another chicken breast. When I eat like a big piece, a big a meal that has a lot of protein in it, it makes me feel very very full very very satisfied so if you hit a good if you get get protein in with every meal and you achieve that protein target your cravings for unhealthy foods will reduce dramatically which means overall it's then much much easier to stay within your calorie target it's much much easier to make good choices with your nutrition and then it's much much easier to see results and to um, to achieve what you're looking to achieve so we set a target for all of our clients inside of Fit of 40 in terms of their protein. And by hitting that target, not only do they see better results in terms of losing weight, they also get fitter, also get more uh, stronger, also get more toned. And they find it easier to do that because they're not craving unhealthy foods all the time.
1: And I think the last bit to add into that one, so we, protein is one of what we call the key three nutrients, which are calories, which everyone focuses on, or at least once they kind of learn about calories, they start to focus on, but a lot of people forget about the other two, which are protein, like Ben said, and then fiber, which is the last one, which is basically, we don't track fiber, but we, we help our clients to get enough fiber in every meal by eating either fruit or veg with every single meal. So it's not that complicated, but you need to be aware of all three and focus on all three. So for example, if I'm in a in a rush and I'm at a service station, I might literally grab a banana, which is high in fiber and slow release carbs. And then I'll grab a protein bar or like a, a little pack of, chicken satay or something so i'm hitting the protein i'm hitting the fiber and it's not too many calories so it doesn't have to be really complicated you can do it on the go and you can see amazing results and we've got a testimony here from louise who kind of followed all the nutrition stuff we're talking about today and she saw great results so here's what she said she said i needed to refocus as i'd lost my ability to control my eating habits and my weight was spiraling upwards i've tried weight watchers i have tried slimming world i have tried keto in the past but since turning 40 nothing seemed to work like it used to Since joining Trinity, I've lost a dress size. I've lost 18 pounds, almost one and a half stone and fit into loads of clothes in my wardrobe. I've regained control of my diet, my exercise and my mindset. Well, I've regained control of my entire life to become a much happier and more balanced person. My cravings for raiding the cupboards on a nighttime have vanished. I'm eating carbohydrates and feeling full without feeling guilty. And I'm able to wear some of my favorite clothes that were just hung in my wardrobe as they were too small once again. I'm intrigued and excited to find out where the next three months will take me. So that was after the first 12 weeks where she lost a dress size and lost 18 pounds, so a stone and a half. So if someone wants to achieve goals, achieve goals, achieve results like Louise did and find more about the program she followed and all the things we talked about today, Ben, where can people go to find out
0: more? So if you'd like to find more about the program that Louise followed, about how we can help you drop one to two dress sizes over the next two weeks and kind of put everything that we've talked about inside of this podcast today into action in a practical way in your life, just head over to www.fit40info.com and you can get all of the details on that page. Awesome. And it's 12 weeks, not two weeks. <laughs> oh, did <laughs> I say to... two weeks? <laughs> yeah. Oh god. I was listening thinking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's over 12 weeks. Two weeks would be too, you know, completely unsustainable. Um, but as Ben said, head to www.fit40info.com and you'll find all the detail about what we do there. So thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. The Trinity Fit Over 40 podcast will be back next week for another episode and another one of this series. We shall see you then. So thank you for listening to today's episode of the Trinity podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to hit that subscribe button inside your podcast app so you don't miss future shows. And also please leave us a quick review. It only takes two minutes. We do all of these shows completely for free to help you. So we'd really appreciate a quick review if it's helped you at all. So thank you again so much for listening and we'll catch you next week for the next episode
0: of the Trinity Podcast.